Nobody wants to listen to somebody who's perfect. People want to listen to somebody who's interesting. Have you been wanting to start a podcast for a while now, but something's holding you back? Maybe it's fear of putting yourself out there or confusion about the technology. I'm Sarah Mikatel, and on Podcasting Step by Step, I'll break down how to podcast with a little loving motivation to give you the skills and the confidence you need to finally launch that show of your dreams. Let's get started. Hello from inside my pillow fort. After spending several weeks with my family and friends in the States, I am now back in coastal England. And I'm feeling kind of homesick, if I'm honest, which doesn't usually happen to me. But my baby nephew just keeps getting cuter. And I came back to an apartment that is completely empty. So I just moved into a new place on my own. And I've shared apartments with other people for most of my adult life, except for a random six months in North Carolina. And now I've got a place all to myself. And I actually got it because of my podcasts. I'm living in a very cool beach town called Folkston, and they rent housing to the town's creatives. And so I applied and they had never had a podcaster apply before. And so they weren't really sure what to make of me at first. So I went through an extra round of interviews and I pled my case that podcasting is, in fact, a creative pursuit. And while, yes, it can be used to help people and organizations build their brands and their businesses, podcasting can also help people explore ideas and have conversations that bring meaning to their lives and to their listeners' lives. And the purpose of art and creativity is to explore different aspects of ourselves and then to share this work with the world and hope that we're making a positive contribution. And that's what podcasting means to me. It's a creative dialogue with the world that helps people find their communities and feel more connected to something larger than themselves. So I got the apartment. Right now it has nothing in it, which makes it a horrible place to record audio. It's nothing but hard walls, and I'm used to apartments coming furnished, which I actually prefer. So the only furniture that I've bought so far has been a sofa bed and a folding chair and a little desk. And I had a duvet and pillows from my previous place. So that's home recording this intro. There is no walk-in closet to serve as my studio. So right now I am sitting on the floor, a mic on chair. There's a blanket over my head and draped over the chair. And in the future, I will probably buy an actual bed to help absorb the sound and then also to sleep in, <laughs> I guess. Um, the sofa bed's actually out front in the living room, but there's a lot of street noise there. So now I'm in an empty room with just a chair and a blanket over my head. So <laughs> there's that visual for you. Anyway, I'm telling you about this pillow fort situation because recording this way will help me edit later by giving me better sound quality to start with than if I had recorded with no blanket on my head and then the sound waves just bouncing off the hard walls. But my pillow fort situation is actually the perfect setup for today's episode. I am speaking with my friend Carrie Caulfield Eric, and she is a professional podcast editor and owner of the Yaya Podcasting Editing Services. She's also founder of the Just Busters Facebook group for female podcast editors, and she also hosts the podcast Just Podcasting, which offers an in-depth look at podcasting life. We actually had a very in-depth and technical chat on podcast editing, but I don't want to freak you out and overwhelm you with too much information. So today we will be discussing some common audio problems and how to prevent and fix them. And we'll also share some tips and tricks to make your podcast editing go faster. I will share the more intense deep dive on podcast editing workflow that we had in a future episode. Now into my conversation with Carrie. 
Welcome, Carrie. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. So you interview other podcasters in your podcast, Just Podcasting. What is that all about? So Just Podcasting was it's kind of a passion project. I wanted to talk to other podcasters about their lives and how they make podcasting fit into it. So the season one examines the cost of podcasting financially, of course, but also emotionally, energetically, and the toll it has on relationships. And I hypothesized that it would be like a big struggle for everybody and maybe it would make people think twice. But what I found was that everybody pretty much agreed that podcasting, while hard, was super transformative and extremely rewarding. And everybody said they don't regret it. So (laughs) yeah, I would agree with all of that too. Totally transformative. I think it makes everybody more confident, but it also takes a lot longer than most people think. So I think you did a really good job uh, in your interviews, just talking through that. And hopefully today we can help cut down some editing for people to give some of their time back. Absolutely. Because other than marketing, editing was the number one time sink. Mm. Yeah. And editing, I mean, at least people are doing that. Marketing is something that (laughs) a lot of us know we need to do, but (laughs) we're not doing it. But uh, anyway, I'm so glad to be talking to you today about editing. But Just Podcasters wasn't your first podcast. No, my first podcast was actually called the Digi Scrap Geek Show. And it was a podcast about scrapbooking, digital, physical, and memory keeping and photography. So I did that with uh, three other friends. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah, we had a great time doing it. Unfortunately, I had to retire it just because my life got crazy and I... Uh I made a lot of mistakes with it. So I could. But you learned a lot, I'm sure. I did. I learned a lot. So, and I took that forward into helping other people have an either easier time podcasting. Yeah. So, podcasting is now your business. You edit podcasts, which seems like a dark art to a lot of people. <laughs> How did you get into podcast editing? Well, I always enjoyed the editing. Well, okay, I'd say I had a love-hate relationship with the editing process. (laughs) And so I wanted to know why. So why do I push the buttons that I push to make it sound better? And how do I do that more efficiently? So with my first podcast, I really, and that's what took me a lot of time. I really explored those questions. And then I learned an incredible amount. And when I was ready to come back to podcasting, I decided I wanted to work more behind the scenes. And I had this crazy idea that people might pay me to Mm -hmm. help them with their podcast. Uh, I didn't know it was a thing at the time. (laughs) And that was about two years ago. I didn't know it was a thing at a time. And I just tried it. And I just, you know, saw somebody looking for help with a podcast. And I kind of dove right in and it went from there. And I really found it to be super rewarding. And your business is called Yaya Podcasting. Where did that name come from? (laughs) So Yaya is actually what we called my best friend's sister when we were kids. Uh And for some reason, she's just such a lovely person. 
And she kind of embodied the things that I was hoping to create with my podcast, which was very warm and loving and easygoing um, and fun. (laughs) It's a fun name for sure. It is a fun name. (laughs) Yeah. And it just, you know, it just makes me happy every time I say it. So, of course, that's, you know was my inspiration and I just, it. I just heard, you know, thought of it and was like, yes, that's it. <laughs> so I would love to talk about how we can edit podcasts, but first I want to talk about how we can record as clean as possible so we can minimize what we have to do later in podcasting. There's the phrase garbage in, garbage out. So we want to reduce those problems as much as possible. So I'd love to talk um, about some things like what can we do to improve our recording environment? How can we speak into the mic so we can so we can avoid plosives and sibilants and that type of stuff as much as possible? So could you talk us through some of these issues and how to avoid them? Let's start with room noise. So room noise depends on a lot of factors. And most people will start with the microphone. And while that's important... What's more important than your microphone, I think, is where you're recording. So you want to record in a soft, quiet space, and this will help reduce the noise because what you're doing is controlling the sound waves. And it'll also keep cut down on the reverb. You also want to make sure that if you are in an imperfect environment, that you're using the correct kind of microphone. And what you want is a dynamic microphone like the ATR2100 or the Samsung Q2U because this is going to cut down on the amount of noise you pick up. So those two things are probably really key. The other thing is if your air conditioner is noisy or you've got a fan running, those kinds of things, you know, just be hot. Yeah. <laughs> close the windows, close the curtains. Right. And just be hot or cold, depending on the time of year and where you live. Um, yeah. I even have turned down my refrigerator if I'm recording in my living room, because I know that my refrigerator is noisy. I'm visiting my parents in the States and I'm up here recording in my dad's den and I've like covered some of his stuff with blankets and the windows I covered with blankets and my dad's like why are you sitting in the dark what's going on I was like well the sound waves bounce off hard surfaces and so I wanted to cover all of them with fabric right (laughs) and that's exactly what you should do um you can also record in your car If you have a decent Wi-Fi connection, I know I do. I can sit out in my car and use the Wi-Fi. Cars are soundproof, so they make great little studios. (laughs) (laughs) You know, some people record in blanket forts, too, as well, or in closets where there's lots of clothes and it's, you know, a small, quiet space. I've done plenty of pillow forts myself. Right. (laughs) Uh, And sometimes noise can be okay. We've got your kitty cats in the background, but I think that's delightful. Oh, thank you very much. (laughs) Because they drive me nuts sometimes. (laughs) But we don't want annoying sounds. Like, um, for instance, recording outside in the wind if you don't have proper equipment. I made that mistake once and it was one of the most painful episodes 
ever oh. because you can't get wind out of a recording. Right. I, I've actually edited somebody who was calling in to my host from a cell phone and she was standing by the ocean on a windy day. Oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah. So try to avoid situations like that. Don't <laughs> drive and be on a podcast. Don't, uh, you know, if they're uh, mowing your lawn, just wait. Yeah, because, I mean, you can do a lot with editing and mixing, but it's not magic. So if you record really bad audio, it's never going to be great later. Right. Yeah. And in those cases, you need to really lower your expectations. (laughs) So you we talked about mics and no matter what kind of mic you have, if you don't have the right technique uh, speaking into the microphone, you can have problems like plosives or clipping. Um, Can you talk about some of these issues and what we can do to avoid them? Well, the first thing you want to do when you buy a microphone is it comes with some documentation. You want to actually read that, read the microphone's instructions, and it will tell you exactly how to position yourself in front of the microphone. So some microphones you talk into the top and some microphones you talk into the side. I know that as an editor and and a podcaster, we make fun or light of people using the Blue Yeti incorrectly. Mm -hmm. But that's because it's such a common problem. And it if you see pictures on social media with people using the Blue Yeti, often they're using it incorrectly. And that's why. You always read the instructions for your microphone. It will tell you how to get the best results when using it. Great advice. And yes, with the Yeti, you should be speaking into the side. It's a side address mic. And also a lot of veteran podcasters who would say you shouldn't be using the Blue Yeti at all. (laughs) Unless you have a really good recording environment. That's right, because it's a condenser microphone and it will pick up every bit of noise ever. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. But they can sound great if you've got the right recording environment. Just a lot of us don't. A lot of us have real lives and we're recording at home and there's a lot of noise around. That's right. And you just have to make it work. So, uh, you know, that's when you want a dynamic microphone. But so if you want to avoid things like clipping, like, for instance, when people laugh, they laugh much louder than they speak. So when you laugh, lean back away from the microphone. That will keep your audio from getting too loud or too hot is is the term for it. And when you breathe, ideally, you want to try and breathe towards the side of your microphone. And the same thing with, you know, when you're saying a lot of sibilances, you just want to turn your head just slightly. Can you explain sibilances? So sibilances are the S sounds. So like that. So Sally sells seashells down by the seashore. All those sounds are sibilants, And Mm -hmm. you'll get them with T's as well. And sometimes with uh, hard C's or K's. Is there anything else aside from turning our head I mean, do you mean to always speak off mic? Because I think a lot of us just start speaking. We don't even know what's going to come out of our heads. So well, that's how, true. How that's can true. we how can we avoid sibilance 
Can we? It, it can be tricky. I mean, really, it is a matter of practicing and being aware of how you're speaking into the microphone. And that can take years to mm-hmm. actually get right. It is training yourself, essentially. But you can use a pop filter and or a windscreen. So that will cut down on how those syllabances and plosives, which are the hard P's, the pop. The popping so, P's. The popping P's. <laughs> that will cut down on those those offending noises, essentially, those offending sounds. So a pop filter, those little screens you put over the microphone, they look like little discs. You'll see them, like if you look on YouTube to watch podcasters like Joe Rogan, it, it'll be very apparent. And then the windscreens are those little foamy balls that you put over the microphone. Yeah, and I think uh, a lot of mics come with those. So the ATR2100 always does. I think Samsung Q2U comes with a foam ball. If not, they're very cheap and you should yes. definitely get hit yeah. when you buy one. You can get like two or three for five dollars. It's, you know, and then you should replace those little foam balls every so often. They get dirty. They become less effective <laughs> and, you know, they clog up and then you don't get the sound that, you, you know, your ideal sound. So mm, that's a great tip. So, OK, so we know how to avoid some of these mistakes when we're recording. Should we be recording in mono or stereo? I think for podcasts that recording in mono is probably fine and the easiest thing to do. I like to think because unless you are doing something specific with stereo, you know, you're doing specific pans or you're doing something, you know, really complex. It was sound design that recording in mono is just fine and you'll have smaller file sizes and it will be less complicated for you in post-production. So especially if you're new to this, then I recommend recording in mono. And what level should we be recording at? So levels are tricky. <laughs> yeah, and let's talk about what levels are. What are so, we talking about when we say so audio levels? So levels is basically the volume of your audio. And so this is where audio gets fun because <laughs> it's also about the loudness and the range of loud and quiet as well. But I always like to say you want to keep your levels somewhere between six and negative six and 12 decibels, negative 12 decibels, that is negative, because that's how audio is measured. A lot of times you can't tell exactly what your numbers are if you're just using something like we're using, we're using Squadcast, we just have a little meter bar and it's uh, by color. So green and yellow are okay, red is bad. So red mm-hmm. is always bad. Red. That means you're too hot. It's <laughs> too hot. Cook. That's ex- yeah, and that's exactly why it's red. Green is good. And that green range is usually between that, I would say, probably negative 18 and negative six. So that's a good range to work with. Yeah. And you can set up your um, like I have a Mac. And so before I start recording, I can go to preferences and systems and like find the sound and you can set like the little level of where the input um, 
is on like this range. And so it's good to have it in like the 75% to 80% range. And this is all stuff that you can fix when you're editing and cleaning up your audio. But to start, it's good to to follow yeah. some of these rules. Do you have a, a Mac or a PC? A PC. So how does how do you find like the sound for you? Well, I always do a test before mm-hmm. I record anything. I always record a test to check my levels, check to make sure everything is running properly and get any troubleshooting out of the way. Always, always, even before I got on this call, I did a test on, you know, in Adobe Audition to make sure that I was recording properly. How do you find the sound on a PC? Uh, Actually, if you click right click on your uh, little volume icon on your taskbar, Mm -hmm. then you will be able to pull up the settings menu and be able to go through all all of that. Yeah. And for a Mac, you can make sure that your your microphone is actually getting picked up by your computer. I'm guessing it's the same on the PC. Yes. Yes. And that's why if you do a test recording, then you'll know. I mean, even when I use Skype, I would use the Skype call tester to make sure everything was recording. Yeah. When I usually use Skype, I use Ecamm call recorder with it to record. What do you use for your PC? Uh, I used MP3 recorder because at okay. the time, at the time I was using Skype, there wasn't a really great recorder. Okay. So that's what, and cause normally I would record a wave file, but that didn't have the option to, and I think it was free. So okay. yeah, I the think price it, was right. <laughs> I think Amalto is also something that PC users can use. Right. There are several, several options that you can use for PC. Uh, I don't know which one's best anymore. Yeah, there's I always have, something new coming. Right, right. Uh, and Skype has made changes, but test them, you know, figure out which one works. Because I know some things will work for me, but they won't work for somebody else either. So, yeah. Well, if you look at a podcast forum, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> like people yeah. are like, oh, I'm thinking about using Zoom. Should I? And then somebody's going to be like, love it. The next person's like, hate it. Never use it. But what about this? Well, I use this. So <laughs> yeah, there's lots yeah. of varieties. Yeah, but there's no right answer, and that's the great thing. If there's if there was, then we would all u- be using the same thing, and it's just a matter of figuring out what works specifically for you. Yeah. And that's why I'm a big advocate of test, 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 test everything. <laughs> and right now we're using Squadcast. Yes. And I love Squadcast. It doesn't work for everybody either. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had some problems with it initially, but I keep trying it out. Uh, right now, touch wood, I think, <laughs> I think the recording is going really well. Uh, I had an issue before where I was getting a lot of feedback, even though me and I guess we're both wearing headphones. But I think if you lower the volume of your output, that can help take care of that. Yes. And also if you, uh, well, I'm going to say also that Squadcast was having a problem last month and they have seemed to have worked really hard to address that. And that's the great thing about Squadcast is you can actually talk to them and they will like fix problems like really immediately yeah yeah <laughs> compared to other companies so uh, that's an advantage they have 
You recently at Podcast Movement gave a talk called Just Breathe. There's a few common mistakes that new editors can make. Are there any top tips you have for people to either speed up their editing process or to make corrections less obvious? Well, to make corrections less obvious, you want to make clean cuts always. Every time you cut a piece of audio, you risk there being a click. And you don't want that. So always pay attention. Always go back and listen to your audio to make sure you're not getting clicks. And then that's also where D, the D-clicker can come in handy. But don't cut a breath in half. Please don't do that. <laughs> Try not to cut your breaths out. Leave them in. People breathe. Um, you don't want people to sound like a robot. Yep. And breathing is natural. We're wired for it. I know that when you're listening in earbuds and you're listening to yourself breathe, it's really weird. You can lower the volume of the breath. You In audition, you can highlight the breath. And I, what I do is I hit the shortcut for silence I have set up, which is N. And then that silences it. And I just bring the volume back up so that it's 15 decibels quieter than everything else. Yeah. So you don't completely silence your breath. You just right, bring it yeah. down a little bit. I just bring it down. Um, when people laugh, they tend to inhale afterwards, take a big inhale and you know, I don't believe in like cutting that out because that inhale is a smiley inhale and uh -huh. that comes across in the audio. <laughs> I love that, a smiley inhale. It is a smiley inhale. And when I'm editing, I can feel myself smiling when I hear somebody laughing and doing that inhale. Yeah. So, you know, pay attention to your own reactions. Listen to it with your eyes closed. If it's not offensive, then leave it in. Uh, sometimes ums and things have context that you that add emotion to your episode. I think that's one of the biggest um, yes. mistakes of new podcasters is they feel like they need to sound perfect and get rid of every um and like and you don't need to get rid of all of them. No, no. And this is this is sometimes a battle I have with my clients. <laughs> Though I do, I, you know, I, I don't push really hard. I just let them know. And eventually they relax about it because taking out, nobody speaks perfectly. Mm -hmm. Not even great orators speak perfect, perfectly. And that humanizes us. It connects us with people. Nobody wants to listen to somebody who's perfect. People want to listen to somebody who's interesting. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And those flaws make us relatable and likable. So. And uh, also, you don't need to edit by the word. You can edit by like phrases or even sentences. If you start trying to like pick out word by word, you're going to be editing for 10 hours for an episode. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Right. Um, but just going back to what you said about don't cut your breaths. So this happens when if you are cutting a word or a phrase and then the two diff like parts of audio, new parts of audio come together. Sometimes you take a breath and but if you made a cut there to remove something, 
you might be cutting off that breath and that sounds really weird yeah. or getting ha- like so half a breath is like <gasps> yeah like it's it's disturbing it's jarring yeah. yeah yeah and it you you know sometimes people breathe quickly like that and they take a really quick breath but usually and when they're uncomfortable and yeah. like in distress yeah and if yeah. you're talking about something really happy then it just doesn't feel right so can you talk about how to edit that so it doesn't happen so that's when I would lower the volume of the breath, essentially, mm-hmm. is so, yeah, just if you cut out a breath, paste in some room noise if it's really that offensive to you. So what room noise would be would just be like those very silent parts of your audio. You just want to have, you know, because breath is like pacing. Mm-hmm. So you want to give a thought room to breathe essentially and breasts do that but if you're really offended by the breath then copy some complete silence and it's never complete silence right because you know sound is everywhere yeah so that's why we call it room noise copy that and paste it where that offensive breath is and that's another way to Give ideas room to breathe without actually having breathing. <laughs> yes, yes. And there's also uh, on any jaw, you'll have like fades. So right. you can, when you're bringing together two audio clips that weren't previously together, just fade them a little fade. bit. So yeah. um, you don't get that harsh, obvious edit. Right, right. And that's really helpful also to avoid clicks if you don't have a precise cut, because every time we make a cut that isn't on the zero crossing, which means uh, in the waveform, you have that line that runs through the center of the waveform that's zero. That's your zero line. If you cut and there's part of the wave is either above or below, and you have to zoom in really close to see, that's when you get a click. So fading is a quick way to deal with that. Yes, and it'll make your uh, audio sound so much better. So Carrie, if somebody listens to this episode and they're like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's your episode? What's your, um, what is your advice to find a good podcast editor are there certain questions we should ask to find a good one because there's a lot of editors there right now and the quality ranges hugely the quality does range hugely the first thing i would do would be to ask some friends but first listen to that friend's podcast yes because (laughs) you want to make sure that not everybody has an ear for audio and some people think things are perfectly acceptable that I would think are not. So ask friends, but also listen to their podcast. Um, And then if when talking to an editor, you can ask for references, which I highly recommend their clients should be willing to talk to you. You should ask for befores and afters. A good editor will have that. They will have worked it out with their clients because, you know, clients don't always want to air their, you know, less favorable, you know, less presentable work. But if you 
have an editor who's pretty solid, they're going to, you know, have that kind of relationship with their clients where their clients are happy to, to present, you know, let their editor, editor present befores and after of what they've done with their audio. And then I would say really set expectations of, you know, be clear about what you want. What do you want your editor to do specifically? What are the things that you have problems with? What are the things about editing that drive you crazy? What are the things that you want to keep or cut in your podcast? You know, how many ums do you really want removed? Because everybody has a different idea of how much should be removed. So you need to have those types of conversations with a potential editor. There's a different range of editing services because some people will just clean up your audio and that's it. And they're not going to touch the content. And then like, the next level is taking out ums and obvious mistakes. Uh, and then there's editors who will rearrange content for you and create more of like, help you with the narrative. Right, right. And they're, you know, so everybody's idea, there's no like standard definition at the moment for what editing actually is. And, you know, editors are coming together. We're working on that so that, you know, you know what you're going to get. But right now it's all over the place. So so that's why I say be really clear about what your expectations are and and ask your editor what their expectations are. Like, what do they do specifically? And a lot of editors um, will have packages on their website to make it easy for you to figure out what it is Correct. you want. So I think especially right. new people, they don't actually know what they want. <laughs> they don't really know right. what what's on offer here. So what is um what prices are we looking at? Well, if you want to hire an American editor uh, or an editor in a Western country, your prices are obviously going to be higher. Um, and you are looking around $100 per episode, I think was the last average uh, from a survey taken of editors. If you're looking to outsource, you know, for less to a third world country, then I would say the average for somebody, say, in the Philippines would be between $30 and $50 an episode. And you're saying Philippines because that's where... <laughs> A lot it's of editors are. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I think, um, yeah, so people will find like Upwork or something to find editors like this. And it goes back to what you need from your editor, I think. Like if you need a lot of editing with context, people who need to be able to like speak English, different things like that, you have to factor that into what services you're looking for. Absolutely. Yeah, that's why. And that's why a, a Western editor and a native English speaker is going to be a little bit higher or, you know, maybe twice the price of somebody who, you know, from a, a country with a lower rate is and not non-native English speakers. Yeah. Well, Carrie, it's been a pleasure talking to you today. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on before we go? I'm going to reiterate that it starts with your recording. You can't fix everything in post and fix it in post is not a good attitude to have. So do it right when you record it and then the rest will fall into place. It will save you so much time. Yes, that's oh, great advice. So much. Carrie, where can we find out more about you? So you can visit my website at yayapodcasting.com and links to all my things are there. So... 
Excellent. Made it real easy. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. One more thing. You started a Facebook group <gasps> called Just Busters. We've got to mention that. I, I did. I did. So Just Busters is a group for female podcast editors or female identifying podcast editors. It is a safe space for women to come in and ask really technical questions without getting you know, mansplaining, mansplaining. (laughs) (laughs) Not that the male, there are a lot of great male Mm -hmm. podcast editors, but even I've had problems in co-ed groups asking technical questions. So this is just a place for us to get together and talk. And there are a lot of great, really seasoned podcast editors and audio editors and people from you know, media and broadcast who actually share their expertise, which is really awesome. And you actually host uh, office hours periodically. Yes. I'm trying to do monthly office hours. So, you know, if you're a woman, come join it. And if you're not a woman, then don't worry. There's a group for you. (laughs) It's called the Podcast Editors Club. It's run by Steve Stewart and he is phenomenal. He is so lovely. Yeah. Yeah. He's such a great supporter of of our Justbusters group as well. So yeah, definitely. And if you're looking for an editor, then you can come to either, you know, Justbusters or to Podcast Editors Club and find one. Well, thanks again, Carrie. This has been lovely. Thanks so much for having me on, Sarah. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to podcasting step-by-step. You are now one step closer to launching that podcast you've been dreaming about, but I want to get you even closer. I created a free guidebook for you with actionable worksheets called eight mistakes new podcasters make and how to fix them. To find that, head on over to sarahmicatel.com slash fix. Hey, let's continue the conversation. Head on over to my blog on Substack for more content on how to thrive through better communication, stoicism, and global exploration. That is right. Blogging is cool again over on the Substack platform. There you can chat with me in the comments, and I have plenty of bonuses for paid subscribers, or you can just read for free. So click the link in the episode notes to access the Substack Live Without Borders.